Hi there, and welcome back to another bonus episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. We're usually here every Monday, but occasionally on Thursdays, we present you a special fun little bonus episode. Today's topic is going to be, you know, really cute, really fun. Today on the podcast, we're taking a listen to short-looped music, or really just kind of short music. You might call them micro-tunes. Or you could also call it short and sweet. Mini-music. Puny-tunes. All the... Small things. Mini ditties. Little ditties. Nano music. Pocket size pieces. Tiny tunes. Teensy tunes. Pint size pieces. Diminutive dirges. Tiny and tasty. I kind of like short and sweet. Let's just go with that. Short and sweet sounds good. Yeah, this is going to be so much fun. Uh, if you guys know, bonus episodes are usually a little bit shorter than our normal uh, length episode. So today's uh, probably going to be around 35 to 40 ish minutes. Um, so what we did for that is. We only picked our normal amount of tracks, 20, which is kind of standard for the podcast, but these are all really short, so it's actually going to take us a lot less time to get through these. Yeah, a couple years ago, we did an episode, I think, called Short and Sweet, where we Mm -hmm. um, played a lot of, you know, bite-sized video game music. That was one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Yeah, it's really cool, because I I think it brings to attention that a lot of old-school game music had incredibly short loops. So, really, so many episodes of this podcast really could function as short and sweet type episodes, because most video game music is relatively short loop especially if you're talking about 8 and 16 bit era but these pieces are even shrimpy on those so, standards yeah so here's the standard everything everything we're playing today had to be less than 20 seconds that's that, pretty that's small. pretty short yeah so i mean in general a lot of old school music is, is very short you know 30 seconds 35 seconds there's a lot of stuff like that that's still really short but this has to be under 20 there's one track i can't remember which one it is well as we go we'll i'll tell you guys but there's one track that's like 19.5 seconds so it barely Oof. made it uh but no this is such a cool music and it's such a cool effect at the end of the episode after you've listened to all these because then your standards when you hear something that's 19 seconds you're like geez yeah taking <laughs> your time aren't you so it's it's pretty interesting yeah so what you guys heard uh, in the beginning, that was from Ice Hockey by Soyo Oka for the NES. That was Select Team. And another disclaimer that I want to make is that these aren't all short loops. Some of them That's are true. just tiny little um, jingles. jingles. So they may yeah. be like, you know, three to five seconds long. Yeah, I'd say maybe like 75% are loops and the rest is, are probably little jingles too. So, so really cool. All right, now let's move on to the Game Boy. We're going to move on to a slightly obscure game called, uh, this is in the Ganbar Goemon series. The name of this game is Ganbar Goemon. Tenju to no Jiakashu. And uh, it was composed by Akihiro Juchia. And we're going to play the opening from this Game Boy title. Here we go. pretty dang long for today's standards. That was 18 seconds from Ganbar Goemon Tenju To no Jiakashu. That was the opening for the Game Boy once again. You know what I think would be kind of fun? If we pitched our voices up so that we were speaking really fast and talked like little chipmunks. Tiny tunes. Yeah. We're play another we can just like, condense the entire episode into being like 20 seconds long. The thing is it's already going to be a short episode as it is. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a good kind of way, kind of a palate cleanser way to start off. It's like a control. And now we're Do gonna... we really need a palate cleanser as the Not second a, track? You know what I mean? But it's, it's almost like this control where it's like this is kind of a good simple example. And this is the opening. A lot of totally. early music in, of course, 
course of a game, the intro, the opening, menu, select, all that stuff is going to be very short-looped. Right. Well, what I enjoy about listening to short-looped music is I think it's one of the most difficult challenges because I think there's a lot of um, video game music that has short loops and you notice it. You know, it's like, I'm getting so sick of hearing the same five to ten second loop. But I think there's a lot of game music that people love where they're just not really paying attention to it. So oftentimes the best example of short loops um, kind of don't get enough credit because if someone were to analyze it, they'd say, eh, it's just this short piece of music. And one of the challenges of going through a lot of these soundtracks is sometimes there's just repetition where they little sound like a loop and they'll repeat something two, three times, but then all of a sudden there will be a new bridge or a new section. So sometimes I was listening to a track and I was like, yes, this would be perfect. And then a new bridge comes in. So it doesn't count. Uh, So yeah, it's hard to distinguish between repetition versus actually looping. And that's the advantage of the technology. My favorite examples of really great short loops would be like any kind of Super Mario Brothers uh, map theme. So anything from like Mario 3 or Super Mario World or honestly uh, like something like the Mega Man 2 password screen. That's probably the best short loop ever. It's the right example because typically with what makes um, tunes like that so effective as far as how their short loop works is that within that condensed piece of music Mm -hmm. there is a lot of repetition so it actually gets your ear comfortable to hearing some of the same things again and again and you don't really hear it as um, the length of the loop that it is it just feels unending so as we go on let's take let's kind of keep track of the length of all these tracks that one was was a little on the long side we're going to try to find (laughs) what's the shortest one today we're going to get to that eventually all right now we're going to move on to a jingle here. This is from Sonic 3 for the Genesis. This is the title screen. So this is the little jingle you hear as soon as you put the game in. It was composed by the Sega Sound Team. Let's take a listen. Clocking in at 16 seconds, that was the title screen from Sonic 3. That's amazing. I really love that title theme. It sort of gets to what we were just talking about, of having a little bit of repetition. How um, catchy can you have a piece of music that's 16 seconds? It sticks with you for years i guess i'll never forget this yeah it, what, what i love so much about it is this is not a theme that you get much in the game with the exception of the invincibility music right but really there's no full realization of this melody but when you listen to it in the title screen it almost sounds like a bite-sized truncated version of this just classic poppy melody so that you expect to hear throughout the entire experience but it's just you know the game uh, viva pinata does something similar the grant kirkhope score where the first track is just really beautiful and invites you in, and then it ends, and then you don't yep. really get much of that yeah, melody in the rest of the game. There's three points in the game. There's this, there's the invincibility, and the, the game clear. It does kind of a remix of this title screen. Right. So there's three points in the game, and honestly, how many times, you're going to be invincible a lot. So you're going to hear this a lot, and every single time you boot up the game, you hear it too. And this was the first Sonic game to have a save feature, so... Right. Um, yeah, no, that, that's such a classic uh, jingle. Cool. Now we're going to move on to the DS to Animal Crossing Wild World, composed by Kazumi Tataka and Asuka Oda. This is a great one. This is a beautiful little kind of a lullaby here. This is Inside the Sleeping Room.
You know something interesting, um, we weren't going out of our way to pick music that had a specific tone, but just the nature of short loop video game music, the types of tracks that are short loops, the majority of these tracks today are super cute and sweet Very inviting. and sensitive. So that's something definitely worth noting is that when mm-hmm. you go through even like an 8-bit or even a DS soundtrack, the, there's only going to be a certain number of tracks that are short. The ones that are short are probably going to have this kind of a tone. I think especially once you get to sort of um, this era in game music where the the, sh- the the brevity in the in the length of the piece is really not because of any kind of limitations or mm-hmm. game constraints. It's really a choice and in here um in the context of this piece uh, it really is meant to sound sort of like a little music box or yeah. some little simple melody that Very keeps sweet. playing to sort of hush a baby to sleep but i i really love that melody da, 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 so da, simple da, 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 da. that that little part right there kind of reminds me of, and that's it that's yeah. very short. I think that's about seven seconds or so. So very, very short. Uh, all right. Now we're going to move on to a track from Ease One, Ancient Ease Vanish for the PC-88. This track was composed by Yuzo Kashiro. It's a beautiful track that I've always been a big fan of. It's early on in the soundtrack. We've never played it because, you know, it's so short. So usually we wouldn't really include it in a playlist. But today it's perfect. This is called The Sionin from Ease One. <laughs> This was the one. This is takes the record today for the longest track. It's about 19.5 seconds. It barely made it. This is the CNN from Ease One by Yuzo. I think if you took out that little chord intro, yeah, um, th- that's really more. I think what mm-hmm. the true loop, the true sure. length of the piece is. Yeah, the true loop is probably more about like 14 seconds or so. Yeah. But yeah, so sweet and cute. And again, great much chords. sweeter than most um, music in the Ease series. Great chords. It's just very pleasing, very catchy, a, a very restrained melody too. For yeah. The, um, the for a lot of ease music, you know, is really rocking and focused mm-hmm. on the rhythmic elements, and this one has a very sort of precise little melody. You know, my other choice for this, there was two that I was deciding I, that I could do for ease one. The other one is "Peace Be With You." Um, dun, 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 do 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 It's a kind of slow and uh-huh. a little bit somber. Right. That's a great one too, and that's also a Yuzo. He did most of the tracks in the first game. Uh, and then what's cool about East 2 is him and Miko Ishikawa had almost like a 50-50. Um, and that's why I think East 2 is the best East soundtrack because it's such this great combination of both of their styles coming together. Um, really fun stuff. Now we're going to move on uh, another Game Boy. We have a lot of Game Boy music today. This is a game called Warlocked by the wonderful Jaron Tell. And this is another jingle, so it's not a loop. It actually has an ending here. It's 19 seconds. It's called Victory. Nice job, Jaron Tell. That is from Warlocked for the Game Boy. That is Victory. That was cool. Really cool. Very succinct, effective yeah. game music. 
Yeah, it's funny. You know, it was so short. It almost <laughs> when I'm, I I don't even know what I can say about it. It was so quick. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd have to listen to it a second yeah, time. Yeah, and that's another cool thing. Why this episode will be fairly short is there's a lot less we need to say because this really speaks for itself. It's a jingle. It's it's uh that one had a little bit more um I guess kind of Gaelic influence to it. But it's right. definitely you know this is victory. This is the theme that plays when you beat a level. Right. You know, it, it's interesting. We we got a, a message. I think it was an email one time. Um and um some. Someone who was kind of new to studying mm-hmm. music and music theory had noticed uh, a little melodic quirk that shows up in a lot of video game music. And I thought it was an interesting thing that was noticing. And it's the kind of thing that I just take for granted because, you know, I yeah. hear it all the time. But it's really um, a type of ornamentation. And like we, we touched on this a little bit on our breakdown and analysis episode. But in all kind of music, classical, baroque, popular music, we, we use ornamentations all the time time yeah and even if they're not considered ornamentations little turns of a melodic phrase that so what's we the use example in this one again. for this it's yeah and again you that is in all kind of medieval music exactly it's trying to evoke that kind of um you know what i think that might the reason why it's so common in games is how many games go for that sound right the final fantasies and all these rpgs and all these kind of old i don't think that was the specific one that this guy was talking about but it just kind of it brings to mind yeah, I remember that, that email. Um, even if you're not trying to go for a specific uh, folk music-y sound, we we have so many collective um, traits musically mm-hmm. just in our own popular culture that we tend to use again and again. Yeah. Cool. Well, now we're going to play yet another Game Boy track. This is from Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins by the wonderful Kazumi Tataka. I absolutely love this yeah, game. The, the second track from him today, and he is one of the masters of short-looped video game music. This is the overworld map from Mario Land 2. That's one of the most brilliantly disguised loops um, of the day. That is about 15 seconds. It's the overworld map from Mario Land 2. And because it modulates up and back down, you kind of never realize that it's looping. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and he figured out two tone centers that are it's equally satisfying to mm-hmm. modulate up to and it's equally and also, satisfying to modulate back down it should be noted that's a common jazz chord progression right it, you know it's actually a chord progression to do that same thing and then do it a whole step and do it a, a whole step right. down again you hear that all the time so it feels like okay this is the the groove of a song right and it's just it's never the melody's never coming in but it exactly you never really notice that it's a loop it's wonderful yeah Perfect it was it, that's kind of the interesting thing is with um a, a lot of modulations or key changes of sorts there's sort of an effect of when you're moving up it's really satisfying and yeah. then when you move back down there's sort of this uh retrograde kind of feeling of like that's oh, not it's the less case satisfying. here though but yeah that um whole step kind of modulation in is some ways really i great. i think the the whole step down is maybe a little more pleasing yeah that's what's so great and it's it's a cool thing because this totally fits i mean at this point there hadn't been like an, a huge tradition but the tradition that um Koji Kondo sets forward in what to do with Mario map music, but this is sort of a technique in that style that he hadn't particularly explored in either Mario 3 or Mario World. That's awesome. A lot of times in map music, you just hear grooves, chord progressions. You don't really need a melody. Um, Koji does those wonderful, like, kind of swivel chord method where it's like, it feels like a melody, but it's really just kind of a groove. Yeah, it's chords Um, with character. Sure. 
Yeah, that's a great way to describe <laughs> Koji's map music right there. And that was, you know, obviously Kazumi Tataka. Now we're going to move on to the SNES, one of my favorite tracks of the day from Mega Man 7. This soundtrack was composed by Yuko Takahara, Tashihiko Horiyama, and Mikado Tamazawa. Let's play the wonderful stage select. Locking in at 16 seconds, the stage select from Mega Man 7. Yeah, I mean, Smash Brothers eat your heart out. This reminds me of so many Smash Brothers menu themes. I feel like this uh, this kind of era of video game music was so influential for a kind of establishing traditions of like what you hear in menu music, what you hear in stage select. Because like, doesn't this kind of remind you of some of the the? I think it might be the melee character select theme you mean the one that goes da, 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 might be a different da, da, one maybe it's the one from the most recent smash Brothers. but there's definitely like there's a smash brothers kind of menu yeah. theme that this really reminds me of this is so awesome yeah th- this is really good uh, you know what i what i like about it is um this is one of those chord progressions that just shows up all the time in video games yep. i don't know and what's funny particularly is it, in menu themes well and it, it shares a similar relationship to another chord progression that we've talked about a lot which is sort of um we call it the mario kart chord progression mm-hmm. which is essentially if you're in a major key it's sort of just going up scale degrees and then creating triads out of um you know major one chord minor two chord minor three mm-hmm. but still keeping some sort of pedal tone this is sort of the same effect but in minor so yeah. you start with the minor one chord and then you go to but it, it's it's kind of like having the one four chord, five four yeah it's like ways. having a one four five four but it, sometimes it base. has like a dorian modal yeah it does. kind of quality it's really to it. awesome and you hear it a lot in um you know stage select menu themes you know that kind of music there's such a tradition and what's so cool is this is such a classic track to me because how many times have i you know opened up the Mega Man 7 soundtrack to find another track that would fit for any given week and right. i listened to this because it's one of the first things and it never had a place until today. So I'm so glad uh, we got to do that. Awesome. Now we're going to move on to probably the most famous and the earliest uh, piece of music on today's episode. One of the earliest we've probably ever played on the podcast. I want to make a big note about this because this is one that I really been meaning to play on this mm-hmm. show since day one. But here's I can't why, never here's why we it. haven't played it. It's four seconds long. But I, I really think this is one of the most amazing pieces of uh, game music. Like, it's wonderful. It's we actually, so classic, You know what's so ironic? Iconic. This is four seconds long, but we have probably more to say about this than anything today. Yeah. So this is, some would call it sound effects, some would call it music. This is the start game jingle from Pac-Man, the legendary arcade game, and this was composed by Toshio Kai. Let's take a listen. (laughs) There you go, folks. I love that. You know, there's a, I don't know if any of you are familiar, but there's a wonderful techno remix that was popular in the mid-90s. It's a Pac-Man remix, and what it does is they take that jingle, and they do a remix on it. So it starts off with, and then the drums come in, and then my favorite part of the remix is they slow it down like 500% to which is such an awesome riff, and that's what this is slowed down, but most people 
you know, it goes so fast, you don't even notice it. Yeah, I want to analyze this track a little bit just because it's so short. So essentially what we have, uh, this Pac-Man jingle is, um, if you want to give it a key, I guess it's in C major. At least that's sort of its center. That's where it starts. And first of all, um, the melody is just sort of, um, it's a a two-voice piece completely. Yes. um, Which is, you know, impressive in and of itself. But that melody, yeah, is outlining um, the chord. major triad of the C major chord. Here it is one more time. But then what happens is so it outlines that C major chord. But what's great is there we get this tasty little rhythm, which gives it this, first of all, a little bit of a sense of sort of like a classical ornamentation. But in addition to that, it kind of sounds technical and robotic, which is perfect for this arcade game. It sounds electronic. So we have that C major chord, and then it just goes up a half step to a D flat major chord. So and then just up a half step da, 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 da. And goes so back to C again what I also love is we get some rhythmic engagement because I guess what you'd call the left hand of the piano is doing that well, you were saying you were a fan of the final chromatic note this is the thing where I, I was playing this on the piano a couple weeks ago to figure it out because I've always loved this theme and it's so deceptively simple um, but that little chromatic run at the end is so brilliant to me because it goes against what would be intuitive to do for a chromatic run. My impression based on listening to it was that it did this. Da 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 where it just went chromatically up, up through the scale. So the reason why that would be more common is because you land on what's called the leading tone, which is the note that's a half step below the one. But what does it actually do? What it does is da 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 Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And it ends with this. Uh, it's sort of like when you slow it down, it's kind of this awkward yeah. little minor third leap from an A all the way to a C. But I think that's one of the things that gives this melody so much character because instead of just having this continuing run, you have this cool figure of da 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 where but like, again, it keeps stopping and starting. The pace that it is in the game is so blazingly fast that yeah. you don't even really hear it as a melody, you hear it as a sound effect, really. It's right. almost this hybrid of sound effect and jingle. Yeah, it, and it's so Beautiful. great. I mean, this game has amazing sound effects too. But it, yeah, yeah it, it it captures. It's like that thing we've talked about before, where the music is like embracing the digital robotic. And sound also, this of music. is 1980. This yeah. is so early. So before we move on, we're going to move on. But one more time, here we go. Such an iconic piece of pop culture right there. All right, now we're going to move on to Kirby's Dreamland for the Game Boy, composed by Juni Shikawa. Let's take a listen to a really cool track called Wispy Tree. Clocking in at about 17 seconds, that's Wispy Tree from Kirby's Dreamland, composed by Jun Ishikawa. So effective. It's classic Kirby. Absolutely. I, I love the sort of Kirby instruments, um, particularly the deba 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 deba. Yeah. The, the settings of those instruments are, are so consistent with so much other Kirby music, which, mm-hmm. you know, I love when a series can have a musical identity with a sound chip. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting about this track is I'm pretty sure this is a boss theme, but it's... 
It's a little dark, but it's also way more colorful and pleasing than most boss music yeah. in video games. Well, and it's games. kind of like jazzy and funky and mm -hmm. and very kind of interesting as far as the melody. It has these unique little contours that are very inviting. It's really out there. In in this Kirby soundtrack, this is the first game. It came out in 92 for the Game Boy. This is probably the most out, one of the most out there tracks. And the reason why it's so short is because a lot of old school boss music would be about 10 to 15 seconds. Right. Well, I mean, when you think about early video game bosses, you don't really, they don't really take very long. Nope. So anything much longer would just kind of be fluff. It would be completely unnecessary. Now we're going to move on to such a classic track. This is from Street Fighter 2. We're going to play the version Street Fighter 2 Turbo for the SNES. This is the character select. Everybody knows this track if you've ever played this game. This is composed by Yoko Shimomura. Here we go. about 18 seconds long when you when you add in the intro um, the actual loop is probably more like 15 seconds but that is from Street Fighter 2 that is the character select how about that intro though such a great it's so exciting it really gets you started on it and then the melody doubles it and then you add the harmony and then you go back to it it's just so simple so perfect it's it's really my favorite character select of all time I will say yeah I think you make a great point I mean it it's really effective and it's it's very unique you know it's not um to me when i think of a character select i think of something with a melody that's very consistent or mm -hmm. really no melody so i think of something that's very chord based or something that has just kind of a repetitious so maybe it's just eighth notes or just 16th sure. but this melody it, you know it, it's this beautiful sort of a little motif you know what you know what i would love to hear i would love to hear like a jazz track based on that you start off with that bass line and then you make a track based on that totally you know i think the other cool thing about it is i think street fighter is kind of known for having some very stereotypical depictions of characters because the game you know takes place all over the world sure but what i think is great about this piece of music it has a little bit of flares of sort of cliche ethnic music traits, yeah. which are very fitting though. It, it feels very kind of broad. open. Like, yeah, we're looking it's, to the entire world. It's, it's a you know? broad kind of cliche sound that but fits I, almost every culture. I do think it fits the experience of this stage select because when yeah. you select a character, not only are you choosing just a fighter, you're sort of choosing what nationality you're representing. Yeah, don't, won't you guys agree that's one of the most iconic, immediately iconic pieces of music in gaming? Oh, yeah. just, and I just, oh. I love that. I just, so, you know, so much great Street Fighter 2 music that Yoko did starts mm -hmm. with a bass like The bass lines are just the stars of that soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Well, are you a fan of the Pete Holmes sketches, the Street Fighter Red Tape? I've seen I've all? seen a few of those. Yeah. Not too bad. Cool. Now we're going to move on. If we did, you know, bonus episodes don't have a track of the week because we already had an episode that week. But this is probably the closest thing to that this week. This is so classic. Uh, this is Sonic and Knuckles. This is the invincibility theme. And what's so cool is for a long time, uh, Howard Drosen, who is a composer who did a little bit of Genesis work. And then in recent years, he's done a couple other games. He's more um, active in t TV and film. Wonderful guy. Um, but yeah, his name was kind of incredi incorrectly credited to just the entire Sonic and Knuckles sound. Track, right. but really all he did was the the main theme well, which is pretty much this well and the confusion came into play because 
most of the music that's used in Sonic and Knuckles was actually written for Sonic 3 yes. when the idea was that it would be so one So the game. only new music, uh, there's not much new music. Um, this, which is the main theme, that, so the title screen, and then this is a remix of it. And he also did the new Knuckles theme. So not the... There's like a separate theme. Yeah, so he did that. And so Howard Drosen is his name. Let's take a listen to Invincibility. It's a wonderful theme from Sonic and Knuckles. I love it so much. I'm particularly a big fan of those last two chords there. It's just, it, it reminds me of kind of like old kind of Western film music. It's you know, very your, rousing. Your instincts are so spot on. It, it's funny that you mentioned that Western music because that was something um, I was kind of looking into a few months ago of some of the traits of that Western music. It came out of a conversation I was having with Marty mm-hmm. and we were talking about um, the Back to the Future 3 theme, which goes... Sure. Dun, 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 yep, dun, that's dun, what this dun, reminds dun, me of. Right, but then um, we were thinking about, you know, other Western themes that don't have that kind of Ennio Morricone sound that have more of this kind of really Campy. rousing, mixolydian kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that chord moment that you were describing was a commonality that I found in yeah. a lot of that old Western And in general, music. this is such a wonderful little jingle. Even if it's not for a game, whether it's for a little TV show or anything, it's just a wonderful jingle. It's so classic. It's one of my favorite Sonic jingles. Um, it's just so wonderful. And I think it's one of those things that you're going to hear this about three, four times. Um, you know, that's how long the invincibility lasts. But I could listen to this eight, nine times. It's right. just wonderful. So and, great. You know, that's really what you want for a short loop is this the might kind of be, thing where it's not like, okay, we get it. It's sort of like more, more, more. Yeah. Other than the Pac-Man, this might be one of the shortest loops of the day. It's incredibly short, but what he conveys in that amount of time is wonderful. Yeah. Another thing I want to mention, guys, if you really love this episode and think this is like a welcome change mm-hmm. of pace, go back to, I don't short remember what sweet. episode it is now. I'll look it up. Yeah, I'll look I, it I up. I think it's Keep back talking. in like the 30s or something, but we, we did it years ago and it's a really fun episode because I think one of the things that's neat about this podcast is we have a little bit of sort of a bias against short music because when we're choosing tracks to play for the podcast, we oftentimes have to pick tracks that have mm-hmm. enough of a length, not too long, not too short, so that you know we can have enough time to talk about it. So it looks like it was episode 60, which we did May of 2013, so a couple years ago. So yeah, check out that episode. That was a full episode of Nothing But Short Loop Music, and that was a full-length episode. We played like, what was it, 40? We played a, an insane <laughs> number of tracks that day because in order to fill the whole episode. All right, cool. Now we're going to move on to a Famicom Disk System game called golf u.s course uh, this which is, is awesome so good different from the the regular golf game for the nes interesting it, name for the composer mm-hmm. this was composed by yumiko Konki, who's the f-zero composer which and uh star fox 2 that yes. unreleased game and so i didn't know that this was another game that she did because she's one of my absolute favorites and i was always yearning for more music um doesn't sound anything like those soundtracks but, but it's incredible it's killer this is the service data theme from golf u.s course Wonderful. This is the service data theme from Golf US Course, which is actually an FDS soundtrack. This one doesn't really take advantage of that, um, but other other tracks in the in the game do. This is Yumiko Kanki, and I believe um, 
There was also work done, maybe it was sound effects, by Akito Nakatsuka, you know, that classic, really early Nintendo composer. Yeah, Metroid, I believe um, he did Metroid 2, you know, Zelda 2. No, he did, he did Zelda 2, not Metroid 2. He did a lot of other super, super early, like Clue Clue Land. He's like a super early... Who other did Metroid 2? Metroid 2 was that Ryoji guy who did Wario Land 4. He's kind of oh, a weird composer. Right, right. But yeah, Akito Nakatsuka, other than Hip Tanaka, definitely the, the next kind of iconic early Nintendo composer. I think he's one of the people who mentored Koji Kondo. It could have been. Um, but it, I love this piece. It's so harmonically rich. Uh, it, it's just, it's incredible. It, it um, just in such a short amount of time, there's so much sophisticated harmony going on, but a lot of it really sounds romantic to me. It sounds yeah. like something that you'd hear in like a Tchaikovsky piece, like particularly in some of those cadences, like very it's advanced, great. hard to believe there's only ever three notes happening at at one time but other than that it's just very satisfying to listen to and it very well disguises any kind of loop it's yeah i'm not sure so what fulfilling. the surface data what that entails but i do know it's one of the first things when the game starts up it's like the first thing that plays um, yeah it's a great mix of the um the sort of homophonic moments which are for instance when you have a melody and harmony you know playing at the same rhythm punching at yep. the same points but then those arpeggiated moments like the um the bass that sort of triangle and instrument is doing those very cleverly well-composed arpeggios and you get a very sort of advanced lush sense of harmony oh absolutely well now we're going to play another sports game for the genesis this is atp tour championship tennis composed by one of my favorites a very obscure composer hikoshi hashimoto this is try again next year it's the tournament elimination theme here we go Clocking in at a whopping 17 seconds, you're listening to Try Again Next Year from ATP Tour Championship Tennis by Hashimoto, one of my faves. Love this soundtrack. Yeah, this is really fun. Nice to get um, some non-Sonic Genesis music on this playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We have one more, uh, two more Genesis tracks from non-Sonic games, too. But yeah, this is, I just love this soundtrack. His jazz uh, kind of chord choices are so interesting. He has a lot of slash chords and a lot of um, kind of feeling of tension and release and just kind of uh, that arcade style where um, it's not super happy, not super sad, but kind of that nebulous, floaty right. zone. Well, and also, this isn't really a piece that, um, if I were listening to it for the first time, I would really expect to be such a short loop mm -hmm. because, you know, it introduces the chord progression and the groove, and then it has this melody that... It, it, I don't know, just the first few notes give you the impression it's going to take you on exactly. a journey. Da, 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 da. Like, it's this phrase, it's a mm -hmm. statement, you know, you expect this whole piece to go It's a go wonderful somewhere. track. It's so good. But again, you know, these. Uh, this is something, after you lost the game, it says try again next year, so n people aren't going to stay on that for very long, so that's why. Now we're going to move on to the NES, to someone, someone we just talked about, a legendary early Nintendo composer, Hiro Hip Tanaka. This is Gyromite, and this is one of Will's favorite tracks of the day. Let's take a listen to Test Mode. <laughs> Ha <laughs> 
full loop is about 16 seconds, but it's pretty much repeating an idea, modulating, modulating back. Really interesting and futuristic and out yeah. there for To me, this is the theme for Rob the Robot, completely. Yeah. I mean, I, I even think there's a lot of intention behind that. This is the sort of, like you mentioned, the futuristic aspect with this those modulating major seventh kind of chords and oh, just yeah. how that delay works. It's beautiful. To contrast the sort of spacier nature with the really short staccatissimo um, uh, triangle bass stuff that has that kind of robotic sound. It's To me, it's like if I could describe this piece, it's saying like, we're in the future, there are robots, and it's just this kind of utopian it's landscape. It's great, though. You know? It's not a bad thing. You know what I think is so ironic, dude, is that this is 1985. Doesn't this seem more out there than things you hear in 1990 on the system? Yeah, it's like, that's in what, some ways... That's what I love about what's Tanaka. What's great about Tanaka, his early work, is he didn't have these traditions and this culture and this kind of established routine of what video game music is. He was just doing whatever he wanted to do. So it was actually much more free than stuff you would hear years later, because at that point, it's like, oh, okay, this is a level theme. It needs to sound like this. And there's so well, many kind of cliches. The other thing I like about early video game music, it, it doesn't sound like they're trying to represent any instruments. Like no. in most hip Tanaka music. Yeah, it's it, like, th well, this it is sounds the instrument. like the pulse instrument. Yeah, yeah it's like the, the triangle is always really short it's and a plucky synthesized and everything. Yeah, track. it's exactly. very cute and digital. It really is. To me, I think of like if a computer wrote a song, it would sound like I this. I will say the, you know, the advancement of the medium and video game music in general is responsible uh, you know, for people that were trying to push it to other genres, like right. Takashi Tateishi. That oh, was what yeah, made it course. better. But it is fun to go back to this time where, you know, he is writing for the hardware and well, trying to and make it there's something it really timeless and sort of self-aware about that technique of like, you know, th this doesn't require any other instruments. This doesn't sound yeah. like it's lacking anything. This feels specifically composed for that technology. Because it was, and it's composed very well. Now we're going to move on to the Super Nintendo to SimCity, composed by Soyo Oka. Let's take a listen to Dr. Wright. Such a wonderful little idea. It's so pleasing and um, just very joyous that you really, it takes you at least two or three times before you realize that that's all there is to the song. Yeah. It's such a simple melody. It's, it doesn't really need anything else. And again, yeah, it's sort of like the first half of a melody it that is. just keeps happening again and again. And that's fine because yeah. it's so good. Yeah, it, it, you're really, you make a good point about not noticing it because I feel like I keep wanting it to go da 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 you know, like yeah. I want it to end. Some That's change. what the melody wants to do. But mm -hmm. the fact that it keeps going in the use of that sort of borrowed chord that I guess it's sort of a secondary dominant. Mm -hmm. It's just enough kind of outside and it's really satisfying every time you hear it. It's sort of, it's like resetting the console. It's kind of wipes your slate clean yeah. and never really allows you to realize that, you know, you're just hearing the same thing again and again and the yeah. melody is not really going anywhere. Well, SimCity, if someone were to ask me just off the top of my head, what are some of the best soundtracks for short loop music? SimCity is one of the yeah. greats. There's probably about seven, agree. eight wonderful short loop tracks we played a couple in our first yeah the, short that suite. good ending and bad uh, ending, bad ending yeah. are so awesome Beautiful. i love soyo oka i i really wish yep. she did more work but i mean she was just a dynamo mm -hmm. in the 16-bit era 
That was the era she belonged for sure. All right, now we're going to move on to Minnesota Fats, pool legend, a hey, wonderful Genesis. We live in Minnesota. Yeah, we do, don't you know? Yeah, a wonderful Genesis soundtrack composed by some talented composers, Shogo Sakai, Masaki Iwasaki, and Saiji Momoi. This is a straight-ahead jazz soundtrack. It's the most authentic thing I've ever heard in the 16-bit oh era. Oh, my gosh, that's uh, quite no, a in claim. The, in the 16-bit era, as far as jazz goes, there's nothing else like it. This entire soundtrack, um, every single track is like, there's like a ride symbol sample which you never right. hear on the genesis this is this track is not jazz which is one of the reasons i wanted to play it uh it happens to be a short loop too which is why we're playing it but so you can't put your money where your mouth is no guys That's you gotta convenient. check this you we've we've played a lot of tracks from <laughs> no, it before if anyone's curious um check out the soundtrack to minnesota fats it's wonderful a lot of these slow ballads right uh, and something about hearing those jazz ballads on the genesis is very endearing yeah but this is a very kind of uh more kind of par for the course very simple, rousing um, track called Lucky Shot. It's probably right after you got a shot. This, this little jingle plays from Minnesota Fats, Pool Legend. Wonderful. Clocking in at 15 seconds, you guys are listening to Lucky Shot from Minnesota Fats Pool Legend, composed by Shogo Sakai, Masaki Iwasaki, and Saiji Momoi for the Genesis. Kind of Sonic-y, isn't it, in a yeah. way? Yeah. So good. Very different from, um, you know, most of the music in the game, but I think it's wonderful. Now we're going to move on to another Genesis track. This is from Castlevania Bloodlines by the very talented and prolific Michiro Yamani. Let's take a listen to the invincibility theme for that game. This is called Pressure. Twelve seconds on that one. You know what that song means. We're running out of time. We, we are. gotta get going. We are running out of time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that has just so much high oh, energy gosh. it really feels kind of like oh the clock's running down i'm like sweating just listening which to is this. great because any invincibility theme always has that tension to it mm -hmm. because in like every game invincibility lasts for way too little of a time and then it you always, always feels like you're risk cheated where it's like it. you're, you're gonna do this big risk and then it turns off so then you get killed yeah. right after that <laughs> right where right to me it's kind of like uh in the legend of zelda you know whenever you get that clock that stops all the enemies yep. it's always like after you've practically killed every enemy or like whenever you get a star in mario there's yeah. never anyone around or <laughs> they always try to taunt you with invincibility to get you to take a risk and then mm -hmm. you end up dying because of it we've reached the last track to show you guys today this is from final fantasy 3 composed by nobu uimatsu for the nes let's take a listen to veggies of gazal know about you will but i had a blast today playing this short music a brief blast but definitely a blast a short and quick blast we came in we came out we're done it's over yeah that was so fun guys we're really excited will should we say what we're doing next week i'm excited about it it's kind yeah, of an interesting be cool. idea yeah I, so I, this is an idea that i had and i um, loved it as soon because as because it, it 
it's sort of a well it's a way for us to <laughs> do less work and keep making content <laughs> for you guys so <laughs> suckers no what we're actually gonna do it's gonna be um, it's a redo yeah it's a do-over essentially what we're gonna do is um every so often we're going to either take a playlist in its exact form or an episode topic mm -hmm. in its exact form and we're going to sort of do an episode about redo it and particularly for old episodes yeah. i'm thinking season one stuff where i kind of wish we would have had a redo right um, you know so yeah. next week we're going to be redoing turbo graphics 16 right if you guys remember that episode what this means it's not like we're going to go back and erase that episode no, that, that's and still going to be in with, the feed yeah w w this is going to be a brand new episode with that topic and so sort of the rules are it either is something where we take the exact playlist because mm -hmm. maybe we're not happy with sort of the analysis that we gave mm -hmm. and we do that same playlist verbatim or it'll be we take a topic um, something that we didn't feel like we dove into fully and we maybe didn't discuss the extent of the whole topic and we kind of try to explore it all over again. Should be a fun time. So that's next week. We're going to play some good TurboGrafx-16 music for you guys. Thanks for joining us for this bonus episode. We'll play you out with Slime Cave from Toki Tori. Absolutely. And once again, I want to encourage you guys to uh, do all that good stuff on iTunes, like subscribe and maybe rate us and leave a review because that yes. stuff does help to aggregate us um, and sort us out to people looking for new video game music podcasts. Once again, you can find every episode of this show along with all of our original music at supermarcadobros.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter with the handle at Marcado Bros. Um, but yeah, in general, we've been really enjoying having a lot of good sort of social media interaction with you guys as of Absolutely. late. So keep it's up all great. that good stuff. Thanks for joining us, guys. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Have a great week. Peace out.